This is Quirky HR, where we break down everything human resources, compliance, and all things employees, while infusing a little bit of foul language and a whole lot of humor. I'm your host, Dana Dowdell, and let's talk HR. There's a really big part of me that wish I said, let's get quirky in the intro, <laughs> but I won't. And I didn't. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Quirky HR. Thank you so much for listening. I'm joined by my employee. Hello. <laughs> so for those of you that are new here, I own an HR consulting business. And this past year, 2021, I hired um, people. Um, and Allie is my HR consultant that joined my team in August, August, August. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we, the way that we came to be what I think is cool. Exactly, I, yeah. I tell people that story a couple of times, but I, I think that from your experience as a, uh, in your job search, I think that the decision-making that happened from, my LinkedIn message to now, I think there's a lot of people that might find themselves in a similar situation or a similar circumstance, or they'll say, I'll never, you know, I'll never leave a full-time job for something that's not the equivalent. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to have a very frank conversation about it. And I promised Ali it makes no impact on her employment. <laughs> she was gainfully employed. <laughs> we can snip this out if you need to. <laughs> So, yeah. I didn't sign anything. So <laughs> yeah. No, don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. So <laughs> you were working full time. I was. Okay. And well, let's take a step back. So okay. how, what was your thought process? So I reached out to Allie on LinkedIn and I basically, I think it was just a very blanket email of like, Hey, I'm hiring. Do you know anybody or would you know anybody? And I know Allie cause she was a student of mine. We weren't I formed good relationships with my stu students, but we weren't like close. No. I just distinctly remember you were so smart and so brilliant in class and everything you contributed was really valuable. And so that's what stood out for me about you. Mm -hmm. So when you got my message on LinkedIn, what was your thought process? So I have to like go back a little bit further in order to answer that question. Cause my, like where this began was like when I started in your class and I remember like the first day I went to your class and you, you know, professors kind of give like an intro as to like their background and stuff like that. And you were telling us about your business. And I had never really heard of that like business model before. And I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting. Like I wish I had an internship set up already. I was doing it. And I was like, oh, I wish like I had like, you know, I wish I'd known about this. Maybe I could have like interned for her or something. And then I think Jenna was she, um, you hired her from that class too, or yeah. you hired her previously. Yep. I literally remember watching her walk up to you yeah. and like start talking to you about, it. and I was like, oh, I wish that <laughs> were me. <laughs> so when I got your message, I was like, is this like a real thing? Like I like manifested this. Um, but she kind of did, I guess. I guess I did. Um, but yeah, no, I was super excited about the opportunity like immediately I remember like where I was getting the message and like I was just in a place it was like serendipitous it's because I guess I was just in a place where I was really bored at my job but I saw like no way out and I was kind of like gonna just stick it out yeah um like I wasn't looking for other work or anything like that I had no plans to start um 
But then that opportunity came up out of the blue and it was kind of like it, pretty much from the get go. When I got that message, I was like, if she wants me, she can have me. because <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Did you feel any sense of obligation to your employer? Like they had offered you an internship and then offered you a job. Definitely. Yeah. And that was my only like real consideration. Um, but I felt more of an obligation to myself, mm. which maybe sounds selfish, but no. just no, because no. I was, you know, I was so early in my career and, um, you know, I felt like it just, not only was I bored, but it wasn't the direction I wanted to go in at all. Yeah. Um, so I just had a feeling of being like stuck and I did feel obligation to my employer and also to, um, the professor who had helped me get that internship. And like, it was specifically a role where like a lot of people had left it previously. Yeah. People just like me who had just graduated, took on the role, left after a few months, you know, like it was a pattern. Um, and some of my guilt was taken away by, I was able to stay on with them for like one day a week for at least a few weeks while they were transitioning and finding someone new. Um, and also the fact that they've now restructured that role into a supervisory role. Cause the main thing is like, there wasn't enough, I feel like to make that a full-time role. Right. Um, so now it's a supervisory role there in combination with what I was doing. And it's a role that I wouldn't have been qualified to do, um, mm. where I am, but it ended up working out best for them too, I think. So it kind of worked out. Yeah. I think that happens. Like when I think you by nature are a really great employee, like you have great work ethic, you are quick, you are fast. And, um, this is your performance evaluation. I didn't <laughs> tell you that, <laughs> but, but I think what can happen with employees that are so strong is they take on so much and you don't really realize it of what they've actually taken on or what they mm -hmm. can accomplish. Like I remember when I left working in hospitality, my job, which was full time, got switched into two and a half positions. Like it was so much work that they split it into different positions. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it can be a blessing to leave an organization and it definitely, I feel like, I mean, I haven't, you know, asked them about it, but I feel like it worked out the best. And there was no, like, all my guilt was, like, self-inflicted. It was no animosity about it. Like, from them, they were very understanding. And, like, I remember going out to tell my boss that I was giving her my resignation. And she was like, I kind of had a feeling that, like, this was going to happen, like, if we didn't find something else for you to do soon. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Because I was very open about it. And, like, sure. I'm not the kind of person who would leave a job without doing my due diligence to, like, fix a problem. But mm. So we had, we had dinner. I think we had dinner. We had dinner. Yeah. We had dinner. And it's so funny. I, Allie was a student of mine during COVID. And so I never knew what the bottom half of her face looked like. And <laughs> it's my worst half. So I gotta be honest. <laughs> and so we had dinner and it was so weird just because we never, I just didn't know you. And yeah. you know, we just, it was, I, having employees was new to me, right? Like I had mm -hmm. an intern and then I went up started to pay her and then I hired her as an assistant. And, and, uh, I really wanted to make sure that you knew the chaos <laughs> that you would be signing up for. Yeah. And I, I, I remember you saying that like over and over again, it felt like I was in the position where I really, really, really wanted the job. And it felt like you were like almost warning me, like not to take it. <laughs> well, I just, this is more of like a, it's a, it's definitely an HR philosophy that I have, but if someone's leaving a job that they like or that meets their needs in, you know, eight out of 10 boxes, I think it's really important for them to have a true and honest understanding of yeah. what the fuck they're signing up for. Yeah. And it, for me, it was the fact that I didn't feel like it was meeting my boxes that made it easier for me. Um, 
But yeah, no, I remember you being very like honest and open to me about like what it would entail and the fact that you didn't always know what it would entail because um, it was like a newly created position. But I was I I was so in the mode of like really wanting to be challenged that it like the fact that you were telling me it was going to be challenging was not a deterrent, but a a draw. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Oh. We have clients, thank thank God, but (laughs) (laughs) there is kind of that, um, the anxiety around on my end, like making sure that the business can sustain you, you know, and, and that you continue to feel challenged. So, um, so we've had, we, I think we had a couple conversations about it. Cause I remember asking you, I remember I pulled into my driveway and I think we were on the phone and I said, I need to know what it would take compensation wise for you to come on board. And I think the idea of compensation and like communicating what you need is such like a weird topic. Like it's so awkward. People are always like, Oh, don't tell them what your compensation requirements are because if it's too low, then you've just, you know, low balled yourself, yourself, you know, it's too high. They're going to, I say that all the time from candidates that like, they're like, I I don't want you to like throw my way my resume. If I say it's too high and I'm like, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, no matter what the job gives to you from like an extrinsic value, I mean, an intrinsic value, like you have to pay your damn bills. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to pay your bills. It's like, um, I'm a psych, I was just like, like Maslow's hierarchy. Like you can't be fulfilled if you don't have like. If you can't make rent every month, but you love what you do, like that's (laughs) not really matter. (laughs) No, that's not worth it. Exactly. Um, so can, are you comfortable talking about like what, how did you come to that decision? Yeah. Um, and I mean, for me, mostly how I came to that decision was like, I took a, a pay cut in mm-hmm. the way that like I was working more part time. So it was going to be less, but not a pay cut in terms of like how much I was making like hourly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was being compensated very fairly and more than I had been in my previous job just with less hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was part of my decision making and like your openness about, you know, there might be more hours, you know, that kind of thing. And my confidence that I would be able to um, prove my value enough that I would eventually like, you know, have clients of my own maybe or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I guess it was like a little bit of a chance, but I didn't really like think about it in that way. Um, and I thought about the fact that, you know, it wasn't going to be such a substantial cut that I wouldn't be able to pay my bills. Um, and so for me, it was worth it to be in something that I really valued. You know, I had was coming out of a period where I was very like depressed and anxious and I just wanted to be like happy in everything that I was doing. Um, and also the big consideration, which is the luxury and the privilege that I have where like, I am still on my mother's health insurance. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't on her health insurance, I would be on my fiance's and I have a partner that I live with that I split rent with and I split all these things with. And, you know, I, I had that like, like support to lean back. If I hadn't had those things, you know, it would have been an entirely different story. Did you have any, like, was there a moment of fear at all? Or were you just like, fuck yeah, let's do it. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Not even like, like, were you worried? So most, um, not most, but a lot of the consulting companies that I, have connected with, they actually don't hire employees. Like if you look at, there's a large firm out in the Western part of the state and Mm -hmm. everybody there is an independent contractor. Yeah. And so you, 
basically, I think you might set your own rates, but you have to bring in all your own business. Mm-hmm. And they feed you. It's very similar to like a real estate model yeah. where they feed you leads and then they basically like go get them. <laughs> yeah. Go get them. But here's all the tools and resources and, you know, templates and stuff right, that we've right, developed. Right. Um, so like, was there any worry, fear, anxiety, like excitement around the idea of getting clients of your own? Yeah. I mean, I guess I was a little bit nervous cause that was really completely out of my like normal experience and what I had learned in school and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I'm pretty confident in my own abilities and like my ability to do whatever, like I set my mind to most of the time. So for me, it was just about, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to have to do it. So like, I'm going to figure it out. And I also like you starting out as a professor for me, like really like fostered like a mentorship kind of relationship. And so I was kind of like, okay, yeah, well that's going to be nerve wracking. And you know, it's, I don't really know how to do that, but I also have Dana and she's like a boss and also like a teacher, like in the, maybe not so much now that I've been there for several months, but at the beginning, it very much felt like a paid like apprenticeship. Mm. Um, So I had a lot of like, I knew I was going to have a lot of support and like, yeah, you know, and you were so good about describing the role and how it wasn't going to be like that, that I wasn't going to be, you know, it was going to be kind of a unique role for a consultant. Did I um, ever give you a job description? I don't know. I don't think I did. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think there was a posting online I looked at, I Googled. <laughs> it's really funny. I remember, so how- I never I, gave you my resume. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. How I found Allie was I was, and what reminded me of- about her existence was I interviewed someone that worked or works in the same company that I knew that you were working in. And then I was like, I wonder what Allie's up to these days. <laughs> and that's, that was literally my thought process. And, um, but that person that I interviewed, I remember her asking me, which is a great interview question. Like what kind of leader are you? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Because my entire career is like coaching other people on how to lead and how to do employee relations and be a good manager and all that stuff. And now I have employees and now I have to lead and be a manager and yeah. like figure out what I do and don't want to do. But was there anything for you that like was different working? Cause you came from a pretty established business. Yeah. Definitely. So from a leadership or management perspective is there anything like that's been unique um from a management perspective and a leadership perspective working in like this essentially a startup yeah I still consider myself a startup yeah it's startupy it has that energy um definitely startup energy (laughs) (laughs) definitely I mean there's less like structure and hierarchy um I feel like I have more responsibility you know here than I did in my previous job and more more trust in like what I'm doing and not, not as much like kind of handholding, um, which I like. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, also the flexibility. I mean, I don't work like a nine to five Monday through Friday schedule. I work, you know, my hours are kind of, you know, the same usually week to week or whatever, but I don't, I don't feel that pressure to like, you know, cause I was working, I think it was like eight to four. I used to work and I would drive an hour to and from work. So like, that was like a lot of time. That was the majority yeah. of my time. Um, and it was kind of like, it was just kind of stressful to have to to deal with that. So I think the flexibility was a big positive shift for me. 
And having a dog in the office. And having a dog in the office, yeah. And getting to work from home a little bit more. Like yeah. there was just a more more lax management, but not in like a bad way. And yeah. more support. Like more, su- I guess the style of management switched to like a like a supportive leader kind of thing. Yeah, that's really important is like I want to make sure, and I think I've probably said this a bajillion times, usually over tears, but like I want to make sure that you know that there no there's no stupid question and like there's yeah you know there's I there's templates for a lot of the stuff that might come up and but do you think that from an education perspective do you think that there's a course a skill anything that you could have taken in college that might better prepare you for a role as a consultant where you are kind of independent. Yeah. That's hard for me to answer because I feel like I went to Eastern and I feel like they prepared me and the IO psych program prepared me so well for where I am. Um, And I'm constantly using things that I learned in school constantly, you know, when I'm talking to clients, like I can like hear myself using the things that I learned in in courses and really applying them. Um, So how does that feel? It feels amazing because I'm starting to pay off my student loans next month and it makes me feel a little bit more like, okay, yeah, this was, this is worth (laughs) the money that I'm shelling out right now. Um, yeah, no. So that feels amazing. Um, the only thing I could say, I guess in terms of, and this was kind of on me, um, because I didn't really know that I wanted, when I first started college, I was a psych major. Um, and I think I, I told you I wanted to be a therapist, but then I realized I just needed a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I didn't take a lot of like business administration courses and even a lot of HR courses specifically. I mean, I also like it's sure, you know, it kind of is very similar. Um, but I think that more maybe like marketing or, mm. or stuff like that would have been helpful to me. Um, yeah. Cause there is a lot of, I feel like, you know, in terms of like networking yeah. and also in recruiting, which is kind of like a marketing almost. Um, I feel like that would have been in social media stuff. Like those, those types of things would have been valuable to me. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think that stuff can be learned. Oh, now. definitely. Yeah. And it changes so often. Very true. It changes <laughs> so often. Um, any regrets about like coming to work for you? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's like your favorite thing about it? And then least favorite thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think my favorite part is just like I think I was gonna sound like a broken record, but I'm never bored like I wake up every day and I'm like okay like even when things are kind of similar they're really not um because I'm working with different types of clients in different industries and I'm doing like uh, like today I woke up and I was like I'm gonna be in a podcast for the first time (laughs) in my life today and you know like I get I like I enjoy the variety and do some weird shit sometimes (laughs) sometimes but no I, I enjoy the variety and the the possibility you know there's always like the possibility of another client yeah. and stuff like that. Like that's really exciting. Um, and I think it's an excitement that doesn't often like come up in HR. It, and it will like you will. Oh, I will always get excited when we get a new client. Here they come. Here come the tears. <laughs> and I, it's fun to share it with you. Cause I think what's, I think what is so nice about having you on board is like, it doesn't feel like you're just here for a job. You, I do feel like you're very interested. No, I'm invested in like the business. Yeah. And like like what we're doing. And so, you know, every time we get a new client, it's like, guess what? Yeah. (laughs) Although you messaged me last night. You're like, guess what? I thought you were going to be like, guess what? You're fired. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. 
Um, is it is your least favorite thing that I cry so much? No, <laughs> no, that's actually my favorite thing. Um, no, I, I got I'm gonna have trouble coming up with a least favorite. Um, I don't know. I guess the flip side of the exciting part of like new clients and stuff like that or whatever is there's also always a possibility of like everybody firing us, losing clients yeah. or not, you know. I don't know, like you don't, and the flip side of like, you don't know the future and that's really exciting. It's also, you don't know the future and that can be nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like a sense of stability still. Good. Um, in this business. So it's not really like that big of a bad thing for me. I think it keeps us on our toes. Definitely. It definitely yeah. keeps us like evolving and, you know. We're looking at now how can we serve people better and right. how do we narrow down who do we want to serve and um yeah but I think I I don't like that there's a negative but I think that's a good negative to have because it does <laughs> it keeps you on your toes it's like how you know the it's a, yeah it's a negative but it's also a positive yeah the assumption that everybody can fire you at one you know same day they can all get together like, and have a what? conversation and be like, we don't like boss consulting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all fire her. Screw those chicks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I am very grateful to have you. Oh, thank you. And I'm very grateful that you decided or that you agreed to come and be interviewed. Oh, absolutely. I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> what this is going to be about, but, you know, I'm glad I did. Yes. Yes. And hopefully it added some value to your day, too, especially if you're in a job that you don't necessarily find enjoyable um, that it's okay to have these honest and frank conversations about what your next role might be because you never know what it might lead to. So yeah, don't be afraid to take a jump. Allie, thank you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening. We will uh, catch you on the next episode of quirky HR. <laughs>